0: up everybody welcome back to the show you are on fan the flame podcast i am your host scott tilly you are you and we are excited that you're here we're excited that you have chosen to partake in this specific episode i do believe that you're going to be blessed not because i'm anybody special but because jesus christ lives in me the hope of glory and i believe he has something to say to you today I was pondering on what to talk about in this episode, because the next episode that I have is going to be someone that I absolutely know. If you're sick of hearing me, you will be elated to hear this gentleman. I'm not going to reveal who that is until maybe later on, maybe a night before, maybe day of. We'll see. But I'm so excited. I spent an hour on the phone with him yesterday, and I am stoked. I, I just believe that this man carries an anointing of God, and he carries a huge stick in the kingdom of heaven. And i'm excited to have him on so enough about that uh this episode um today that you're going to listen to that you're going to hear that you're going to see is just based on the last couple weeks um, um, in my own life personally what i've experienced what i've grown in what i've failed and um, i I love the word of god because it always directs us unto all truth it always gives us it highlights um, the needs in our lives and the places in our lives where we need to be better and um i i love that about god he's continually wooing me into his presence under his bosom unto himself and no matter how bad or how nasty my mess ups are or how bad i've missed it or even the biggest sin i could think of in my own life he has covered it in his blood by the blood of his son jesus and i'm so thankful for that i don't know about you guys but that's the greatest miracle that was ever done is that a perfect, unblemished, spotless lamb of God would take on the world's sin, my sin, your sin, every sin, and eradicate it. Throw it as far as the east is from the west and give us right standing and good communion with his father. I don't know any other God, quote, air quotes here, that, that did that. Every other religion is a works-based religion. The, the relationship with Jesus is freely given. So we must freely give. And I'm thankful for that, that we serve a God who understands us, understands that there's areas that we need work. There's places that we need to grow in. And I love how he's established community for us to be able to do that and to give us people in our lives and in our circle of influence that will help us um walk closer to the kingdom of heaven and walk closer to his presence and walk hand in hand with Jesus. So uh today we want I want to talk about um a few things. Just first of all, bang bang Niner gang. Uh some of you have probably flipped over and saw, oh, he's a 49er fan. I'm not listening. Um look, I've been a Niner fan since I was three years old. Okay. And nothing's gonna change that now. I don't care what happened i don't care if they got beat by Kansas City i don't care uh we were winning super bowls before anybody even knew Kansas City had a team <clears throat> sorry not sorry uh anyway uh that's besides the point um this is not a sports talk show this is about the kingdom of heaven so thanks for being here guys i want to say thanks for your support thanks for your emails thanks for your comments um, we, I, I want this thing to grow. I want it to be a place where people can come and be refilled and be refreshed and, and just walk away with a new perspective. And and it may not be, um, sunshine and rainbows the things that we always talk about on here, but it's gonna, it's, my goal is to build you up, is to give you perspective from, from the kingdom of heaven, from God's, uh, from God's point of view, um, from, You know, from his word, from the things that he talks about in the scriptures and that the Bible is still alive and it's still active, despite what the culture might try to have you believe. This is, you know, I've heard it said a couple of times from um, from podiums that this is not a Christian nation anymore, that, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, even if it isn't a Christian nation, even if that is hypothetically true, you are. Um, I hope that you're listening to this, and 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 if you haven't become a believer yet, maybe you're skeptical, maybe maybe you don't know, maybe you've got one foot in, one foot out, but my prayer is that you come to the knowledge of Christ Jesus and all of his glory before it's too late. And if that is the case, I, I want you to know that on this side, I stand where Daniel stood. I stand that that even if attitude, even if God doesn't show up and rescue, I'm still not going to bow down to culture. I'm still not going to bow down to these bales and these false idols and these false ideologies even if you know like Daniel said even even if we go in the furnace and we don't and we do die and we are burned up I'm paraphrasing but I'm still not going to bow down to you O king like it's just not going to happen Nebuchadnezzar will not have my allegiance my allegiance belongs to the kingdom of God and no matter how hard things get no matter how bad things make it We serve a God who can deliver us out of the furnace and who can, even if we're in the furnace, can deliver us out of the furnace without one single hair on our head or our beard um, burnt up, and we won't even smell like smoke on the way out. So just want to start with that, and because I know that a lot of people are scared right now, um, and I don't know how much scripture that we're going to get into today, but I, I wanted to speak to... A multiple a multitude of places, maybe maybe not we'll see how what Holy Spirit wants to do because that's ultimately what I wanted to talk about today was Holy Spirit and his function and in the church and where he's missed and where he's misrepresented and But first of all, I know that there's people that are listening that are that are scared. I talk to people all the time guys who who are generally fearful for where we're headed as a nation, for where they're headed personally, whether it be physically or spiritually or maybe they're in a drought or maybe all of the above. And I just, I'm here today to fan into flame, those gifts that God has put into you, those understandings, those, those groanings that your spirit has. I'm here to fan that flame so that when you leave this podcast and when you shut this computer off or you shut your phone off or whatever, you are, you are left with a place, um, of, of greater understanding and a place of, of, uh, encouragement and joy and hope. Those are the things that I pray that you receive listening to my podcast. Those are some of the things that I pondered on when we created this thing. And that's what I want you to experience is the greater things of God, the things of of his deep nature. God is uh, his wisdom. The word says is multifaceted. So, you know, we're never going to completely figure God out. And the moment that we think we do, we're deceiving ourselves. He has given us protocol. He has given us, uh, given us, uh, a blueprint in Christ Jesus. And he's given us the spirit to produce good fruit while we're following that blueprint. So he's not a God of confusion. He's not a God who's who has given us the playbook and then checked out and said, figure it out for yourself. He walks with us. That's why we can hang on to those scriptures that say things like, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And that is what the Holy Spirit's role is within us as believers in the new covenant, in the new Testament, in the revelation where we're, where we're walking now. And one of my favorite scriptures comes from the book of john and jesus this is when um he's talking to the disciples and i think it's in 16 before we get to 20 but i want to focus on 20 after we talk about 16 for a second i believe it's in in chapter 16 where jesus says um he gives him the speech about leaving and going back with the father but he's telling them that i'm going to leave you the holy spirit and he will convict the world of truth he basically, he's saying he's going to be your guide. He's going to be your fruit bearer. He's going to be the one inside of you that produces all the fruit. Listen to him, you know, spend time with him. And and I think that we have to understand first and foremost, that Holy Spirit is a person guys. He's not a thing. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not, he's not somebody far off that we pray to and hopes that he hears us if we're in line in the right place. And, and we can get bumped up in line and maybe he'll hear us and maybe he won't, but we can have maybe this extended hope that he might hear me. No, he is with us. He resides in us. The moment that we have repented of our sins and we have believed on the name of Jesus, our salvation is in the rock, who is Christ Jesus. He has given us this reception of himself. And the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. It's the spirit of God. And we can't separate them. How do you think Jesus did the works of ministry? He carried the spirit of God, and how do you think that we are to do the works of ministry? We carry the spirit of God. I see a lot of people trying to move, even in the prophetic, even in the evangelizing, even in the apostleship, even in the teaching, even in the pastoring, without the Holy Spirit. And I'm not here. Here's where it gets it gets a little bit wild because in Acts chapter 19. Okay, I'm skipping ahead a minute. We'll go back. In Acts chapter 19, Paul is... Well, let's just read it. Let's just go there together. I've got my Bible right here. Hang on. Paul is on a voyage in in Acts chapter 19, and obviously this is after the resurrection of Christ and then after his ascension to be back with God. This is establishment. The church is growing. Great things are happening. This is um, his his mission at Ephesus. And it says, it happened while that Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus and found some disciples. So these are followers of Jesus. It says he found some disciples. I don't know how he knew they were disciples. I don't know if he talked to them or if he looked from afar and they were carrying a cross necklace, or maybe they had a cross shirt on or a tattoo of a cross on their arm. I don't know. Use your imagination. But as he found some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, that's a, loaded, that's a loaded question. He knows that they're believers. He's asking them, when you believed on the Lord Christ, did you receive the Spirit of Christ? And this is their answer. Uh, no, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. So you have believers, disciples of Christ. And if you are a disciple, you are called to disciples. So they might have been discipling people who had received salvation, who have believed on Christ Jesus as their savior, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I'm going to just say, that's like having a gun without any bullets. You can have the gun, you can have the authority of this is what I carry, but you have no power to shoot that thing. Having a Christian life without The the productivity without the leading, the guiding, the protection of the Holy Spirit is like having a gun without any bullets. Write that down. That just came to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so when we don't have the Holy Spirit, we lack power. Say it again, write it down, underline it three times. When we don't have the Holy Spirit, we lack power. I love this. This is a quick hitter, though, because Paul says immediately, um, he asked him another question. So into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism, Paul said, "Oh, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people who believe in him who was coming after him that is Jesus. So they were baptized into this baptism of repentance say so the remission of sins, right which is needed that's the first thing we do as believers we 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 come to the knowledge of who Christ is, we repent of our sins, and then hopefully we're getting baptized within you know a a pretty short period if not i mean i know people who have been saved who haven't been baptized i'm leaning on them to get that done but they're just in that place okay so they've received salvation they've received repentance from that they've they've allowed uh, god to convict their heart and they've they've repented of sin, of their sins and they've been baptized with this repentance of john's baptism and and he's telling the people to believe in him who was coming after them that is jesus that's what Paul's saying Oh, John baptized with a baptism of repentance. It was him saying, look, there's one coming after me that is greater than I. I'm not worthy to tie his sandals. I'm not worthy to stoop down and tie his sandals. This is a baptism of repentance, but there's one coming after me. And this is what John himself said. And Paul goes into this. He says, uh, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. But even John himself said, there is one that will come after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on, somebody. There's people walking around saved without the baptism of the fire and without the baptism of the power of the Holy Ghost. There's people on this earth today that have no clue who the Holy Spirit is. There's Christians today following protocol, uh, repentant of sins, being good, but they don't understand the function of the Holy Spirit. They don't understand that He is the motivator, He is the mail carrier from heaven to earth. He's the one who brings us revelation, brings us understanding, brings us good fruit to bear the fruit of Christ in our lives. Okay. So if we don't have Holy Spirit, we've just taken a complete and total, the, the biggest tool in our arsenal out of the bag. And we've laid it down. And we said we don't need it. It's dangerous. Because the enemy knows that once we carry the Holy Ghost, we have discernment, we have power, we have authority to walk where snakes and scorpions are, and trample them and not be bitten. So when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, come on, somebody, so now they're they're not they're not just baptized in a baptism of repentance, which is needed. Come on, do not negate that. we have to repent before we receive. come on, and so now they are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid, oh, I love this. When Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking with new tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. Holy moly. Do you know another place where Jesus used 12 men? Do you see how the Bible is alive and active? Do you see how it's important to know it? Do you see how it's important to realize the revelation of Christ Jesus is available to all people who would just repent, believe, and receive the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody. I I would challenge you. and And I've done this. Like I read this one time, and I was like, God, is there really people sitting in church services without the Holy Spirit? And we'll get to this understanding where we've seen that we've seen the meme, right? Like, do you need the Holy spirit to be saved, bro? You need the Holy spirit to go to Walmart. Like you need the Holy spirit. We need the Holy ghost. We need the one who Jesus breathed on the disciples in John chapter 20, which we're going to run back to in a minute, receive the Holy spirit. Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy spirit. So is this two different spirits? 2,000% no. It is the same spirit. It is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It is the same spirit that showed up at Pentecost in the upper room and flew around like a rushing, raging wind. It is the same spirit who God spoke with in the beginning. Let let us create the world in our image. Come on, somebody. Let us create the world in our image. Okay? Our image. Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, all in the same place. Let us create the world in that image. These these are not contradictory accounts, okay, of the same event. So in John chapter twenty, um, we we see this gathering. It's a restricted event, right? I mean, this is after Jesus's crucifixion. So he he re-meets with the disciples. Let's run back there for a moment, since we jumped ahead to Acts. I love that story in Acts chapter 19. I I cannot get enough of it. I read it all of the time. It blows my mind every time I read it. I'm so thankful for God's revelation on it. But this is after Jesus's resurrection. This is the empty tomb. This is Jesus among his disciples. This is him sitting with the men in this meeting. That is a restricted meeting. Okay. There was specific people there because there was purpose to be had. There was a promise to be given. There was understanding of a greater knowledge of who Christ is. So he's sitting with the disciples, probably reclining with them. It's a personally present Holy ghost, uh, powered event. Okay. And he's gathered with them and what happens? So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut, where the disciples were, that tells us that it's a personal meeting. It's just him and the disciples. For fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. How many times have you guys been in in a congregated event and the Holy Ghost shows up and it's like, Whoa, what happened? I know I have. I've sat in church services where I've seen the Holy Spirit move in such a way that I couldn't even put words to it. I've seen it in jails where I did ministry and laid hands on people. And seeing the Holy Spirit heal people, I've, I've, it's, it's, or it's a revelation when you're by yourself and God shows you something, and you're like, "Wow!" I just believe if we seek, we're going to find. I believe that that the word is true when when God says, "You will find me when you seek me with all of your heart." That means putting all of the things aside and focusing on what He's doing in the moment and what He wants to do in your future. And what he's covered in your past. If we want interaction and experience and encounter with Holy Spirit, we have to spend time with him. You heard me say earlier that he is a person. Holy Spirit is a person. And if we don't treat him as a person, as a best friend, come on. Then we're going to miss out on some of the greatest promises and blessings that he has for us. I think that if we would just become, I think this is a right now word. If we as believers would come to the realization and the great knowledge that we need Holy Spirit now more than ever, we would start to see some things shift in our lives. Because I can guarantee you right now, there's Christians right now that are absolutely bored with their lives. They're bored. I got saved when I was 14, nothing's changed. Well, that's because you haven't been seeking anything to change. And if you had an encounter, a real encounter with Jesus, then your life looks different. You have changed. If you haven't, then your life probably doesn't look different. You're probably doing the same things that you did when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, and you're miserable and you've been presented with truth, but you have yet to choose truth. I know people like that. And I know people that think they're saved that really aren't. Come on. I, I'm just telling you, I know people that believe like, yeah, I prayed that prayer when I was 12 years old. My pastor had an altar call and I came up there and I prayed this prayer and you know, uh, nothing changed. I still drank till I was 30. I still depressed. I still cheated on my wife, whatever the case may be. Okay. It's because you have not allowed the Holy spirit in to come change some things in your life. Okay. We must do that a direct encounter with Jesus changes your life. Look at Paul on the road to Damascus. It says that he fell off his horse, was blinded. He was led down um, to this place. And then, and then Ananias was sent to Straight Street to, to, to pray over him. And the scales came off his eyes. And Jesus, you know, the encounter with Jesus was on the horse. Jesus said to Paul, 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 why do you persecute me? Right, it was so frightening that experience with Jesus because he knew. I believe that God gave him a vision in his mind at that moment to realize what he had done and how he had been persecuting Christians and all the all the bad that he did to God's people, and so there was a direct change there. And then we know Paul or Saul turns to Paul, okay, and then he becomes what he he writes like two thirds of the New Testament through the Spirit of God. So change is inevitable when you meet or encounter Holy Spirit face to face. Period. You have a choice. I can follow or I can stay the same. And so Jesus is having this meeting with the disciples. He says, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus then said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. So it's a commission in this secret place to go do what jesus has done hallelujah he gives us the principles to understand and the the uh, the authority to go do what he has done these are out of the mouths of Je- this is out of the mouth of jesus in another place in the scripture where it says you will do greater works than i have done come on somebody and he said to them oh a- and when he had said these things he breathed on them okay <sighs> He breathed on them. Then what happened? And said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven to them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. So he breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit, because how many of you know that when you do ministry, this is where ministry purpose, I mean, yes, they had walked with Jesus, they had talked with Jesus, they had ate with Jesus, they had casted out demons with Jesus, they had opened blind eyes with Jesus, they had opened deaf ears, they had seen the blind see, they had seen hands grow out, they had seen him defy the authority of the Pharisees and the sad don't you sees, and they had walked with this beautiful man of Jesus, they had they had encountered his presence on many different T- many different occasions. They had watched him do all these miracles and 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 they had probably got into a few of them. But at this point, Jesus knows he's going to be with the Father as he says later on we read in John chapter 20 that I'm going to leave, but I'll leave you with something better, right? Or was that 16? 16, sorry. 16, he says I'm going to leave, but I'm going to leave you with something better. He is the Holy Spirit. If you're trying to do ministry without the Holy Spirit, please stop. You're hurting the body of Christ, okay? And I'm just going to say this. If you desire to see God's hand, his prominent hand, move over your congregation and your pastoring, if you desire to see him heal the sick, if you desire to see Jesus raise the dead, yes, I said it. If you desire to see Jesus open blind eyes and open deaf ears in your services and you're trying to do that without the Holy Spirit, please Stop. You are harming the body of Christ. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have no reason to even meet. I said it. And I'll probably have people write me an email. I don't care. If you're trying to move in your marriage or in your personal life without the direction of the Holy Ghost, stop. And ask somebody to pray over you that you may receive him or ask him to show up in your room. Repent, first of all, for saying, Father, I have never believed in these things. I don't believe in the gifts. I don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I don't believe in the move of the Spirit. I repent for believing that way. And then watch what happens. I, look, I, was, I wasn't raised in a Pentecostal church. I wasn't raised in a Catholic church. I wasn't raised in a Baptist church. I wasn't raised in a non-denominal church. I was raised in a Methodist church. And I was raised listening to an amazing pastor who threw some amazing message messages about Jesus, and he preached the Bible, and he preached from Scripture, you know, and so I can't say that I understood and had full grasp on this early on. I didn't see, I did not see the move of the Holy Spirit in a way um, that was was healing people, and tongues happening, and prophecy happening, and and I'm still not sure why we just label that to Pentecostals. I think everybody should be experiencing that if you're following Jesus. The Bible says that signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe, so what's following you? Is it fundamentalism? Is it sensationalism? What is following you? I think that we need to debunk this principle that that there's no power where Jesus resides, because I see a lot of church services that are powerless because the Holy Spirit has been kicked out of the house. He's been kicked out of the house of God, and he hasn't been he hasn't had his reign and rule in their hearts and in their place. And that's where it starts. It's not a building, it's the people. And when we open up our hearts to receive Holy Spirit, things just happen. It's a product of his nature. It brings greater revelation to the story of God and the standard of God, that righteousness shall be raised up in this hour, that a prominent people will hang to his provision, that will stand on the principles, that Jesus Christ is the authority, and we shall go and do as he did. We shall take this banner of heaven, we shall wave it over this nation, we shall repent, we shall turn from our wicked ways, we shall pray and seek the face of God, and then things will start to turn around for America. Then things will start to turn around in our homes. Then things will start to turn around in our schools. Then things will start to turn around in the culture at large. But until we repent, until we seek his face, until we come to the knowledge that we need Jesus more than anything else, more than our next breath, we need the spirit of Jesus. Jesus, we're just not going to experience a change. Change comes when you're sick of the same. Change comes when you're sick of the same. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit's ready. He's the great restrainer. He's the one holding back all the crazy wrath that desires to be poured out on your life. He's the great restrainer. So as he's restraining, we better be growing. Greater knowledge, Greater truth, greater supplication. Guys, I'm telling you, it cannot happen without Holy Spirit. It cannot. And guys, those are just two to three scriptures that I spoke up about Holy Spirit. The entire Bible is loaded with understanding of Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, I believe that He would rest upon people. That's why David was able to say, Please don't take your spirit from me. Okay. In the New Testament, He rests in people. And he is our peace. He is our provision. He is our promise. Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise. Well, guess who's received the promise once they've been baptized in the Holy Ghost? I know I have. Do you want it? Do you want the power of the Holy Spirit resonating in your life? Not something that we can gloat or be bought. Good Lord, go read what happens when you try to buy the Holy Spirit you die and then your wife dies. It's a crazy story, but it's the truth. We can't buy it. God's love is not for sale. God's love is freely given. And when we freely give, we must, we must, and when we freely receive, we must freely give. And so here's what I want to do on this episode. This just hit my spirit. So we're going to go after it. If you're walking around powerless, if you're walking around Without the power of the Holy Spirit, but you're a believer in God. Maybe you're not in. Maybe you're not even a believer yet. I want you to do something for me. I want you to pray with me. And I believe that God's not um, segregated to church services or anywhere. I believe that He can touch you right now on this screen. I believe that the Holy Spirit is is available and ready right now to give you a great encounter, the thing that your heart has longed for. I am. I am quite sure that people are going to come across this episode and go, that's me. I don't have any power in my life. I've been saved. I believe in the salvation. I believe in the repentance of sins, but I just don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe today that you have an opportunity to receive him. Because I'm telling you right now, if the Bible says we should do it, then I'm going to do it. If the Bible Bible said Paul can do it, then guess what? I believe I can do it. If the Bible says Jesus can do it, I believe I can do it because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. The same power that, that, that resurrected Christ from a borrowed grave lives inside of me. And it's not diluted because it's 2,000 and some years later. It is the Spirit of God. He is eternal, and He will never be going anywhere. He's always with us. He's always with His creation. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand on your heart. and And if you truly, if you truly want to receive the Holy Spirit, then then do this. If you don't, don't. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just saying, if you truly desire a brand new uh, encounter with Jesus, I, I just put your hand on your heart. If you have yet to believe in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior put your hand on your heart. And it's not about the prayer. It's not about the person who's praying. It's about the spirit that intercedes for the person praying. And I believe he wants to touch you today. So father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you humbly because God, we are nothing. We are mere dust and we will return to dust one day, but you hold the power. You hold the provision. You hold the the promise God, it is my desire right now that if somebody listening to this podcast has not received you as Lord and Savior, that they would do so now, that they would repent of sins and every chain of demonic oppression, addiction, alcoholism, sexual impurity, sexual dysfunction, whatever the case may be, would fall off them right now in Jesus' name. All of it, every bit of it, go, every single chain be broken under the weight of heaven right now in Jesus' name. Let them come to the knowledge that they have been saved, redeemed, restored, and that they would find great discipleship, a Bible-teaching place where they can come and be a part of community, be deep-rooted in your faith, God, in your doctrine, and in your truth. Father, my next prayer is for those who feel like they're walking around powerless, that they have no power, that they are saved, they believe in Jesus, they believe in the stories, but they have yet to have a personal encounter for themselves. My prayer right now is that they would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit right now as they listen and as they watch. That Holy Spirit will come upon them in a way in which they cannot hide, they cannot deny, and they have to shout from the rooftops. I have been filled with the Holy Ghost. I have been redeemed, restored, and the restraints on me have been cast off in Jesus' name. Father, you are good enough. We don't need anything outside of your love. We repent forever trying to add to anything other than what you've given us right here in your word. We choose today to have multiple encounters with you, not just the day of salvation, but every single day. Salvation is our start date for your kingdom. It's our our place where we have a marked in our soul calendars that we have started to work for the kingdom of heaven because we have... We work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We don't work for salvation. We work from salvation. And we will disciple. We will prophesy. We will speak in new tongues. We will do whatever it is that you wish to see us do. God, whatever you desire us to do, we will partner with right now. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to hit me with an amen and a like uh, follow whatever you want to do. Um, it's not about me, but this content does get pushed out when you like, when you share, when you, uh, when you watch. So it's about the Holy ghost. It's about the Bible. It's about the word of God. It's about Jesus doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And I don't know about you, but I want to give him what he paid for. I want to give Jesus what he paid for in this book that I read. And so I appreciate you guys keep watching, keep listening keep fanning that flame if you call if you need me call me text me hit me up fan the flame pod at gmail.com i love y'all so much have a blessed day peace